We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. A little quick housekeeping before we get into today's episode. want to shout out everyone who's been sharing the show, rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, and especially everyone who has joined our Patreon, especially our producer-level patrons. This show could not go without Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, James Kowaluski, and Chris Mykoski. Folks, if you go to patreon.com slash big screen sports, you can support the show. You get episode notes, you get scheduling updates. When I know, you know, you get to vote on movies and patrons choice topics covered by the podcast. This is the first episode of November, so we're going to have some polls for December going up soon. You get stickers. Stickers are great. Everyone loves stickers. Uh, We will be hearing more from the patrons later in this episode because if you're a member of this Patreon, you, you get a lot of say on what gets said on this podcast. You get a chance to contribute on most episodes, so... Tune into that. Uh, as for today's episode, doing a little reschedule. I know we had said last week going to do the Ted Lasso season two recap. Um, Alex has had some stuff come up, and I am not doing this recap without her. The the queen of the takes, first of her name. It would be wrong to recap the season without Alex. So we shifted gears for today's episode. It is one that I am very, very, very excited to do. Uh, I'm just great topic. Great topic, folks. It's going to be a good one. And joining me, returning to the show, my guy from Vover Audio, Ben Cruz. Ben, how you doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. I'm so excited about this. I'm a little bummed that the uh, the Ted Lasso season two recap is not happening, but I will I will be waiting for it next week. So I'm excited about that. But this is going to be quite the pivot for people who are expecting uh, a Ted Lasso season two recap. Just uh, it is, although, I think in a good way, though, in a good way. I'll give you a little bit of foreshadowing. We are going to talk a little bit of Ted Lasso tonight. I, I, yeah, you gave me a preview of, of what that what's in store, and I, I had to believe this person was going to be in here. So, yeah, I, before, I, before yeah. though, we get into it, Ben, what's going on at Vover? Where can the folks check you out? 
you know, to at Volver Audio on all the socials. Um, you know, we've got a couple great shows kicking right now on Volver. Uh, for all you MMA fans, we have two great MMA shows in rotation right now with uh, Daniel Cormier. He hosts this show called Debate DC where he debates fans. So if you want to debate Daniel Cormier, hop on the Volver app or come on the social. We'll, we'll explain how. Uh, and then we have another show called The Scuffle Show, uh, co-hosted by Tatiana Suarez, who's recovering from an injury right now, but she is fantastic on the road to recovery and giving her thoughts on the current world of MMA. Uh, I- I'm doing a show over there called One and Done, uh, where I ask the guests one question, they give me an answer, and uh, that's the show. It's, it's, it's a short-form show. I had Yvonne Orgy from Insecure on today, had the boss man, your boss man, uh, Kevin Jones, KJ on last week, so... It's fun. Come check us out of over. Uh, it's, it's it's good times. After you listen to this pod, of course, and in the season two recap of Ted Lasso. Everyone go check that out. Ben's info is going to be in the show notes. His Twitter linked to Vover. Go check that out. But what me and Ben are talking about tonight is, is frankly special. Me and Ben are talking about dickheads, specifically sports movie dickheads. Just yeah. I, I, I texted Ben and I was like, hey, man, you want to do an episode about dickheads? And he said, yes. So, yeah, full disclosure, when you were like, hey, can you hop on the pod? I was like, oh, man, tomorrow. I don't know if I've got time. You're like, I want to talk sports movie dickheads. And I was like, all right, never mind. <laughs> I'm so in the Warriors game. Can wait. <laughs> so here we go. I, I'm, I'm so excited to talk, to talk about this. Well, let's talk about dickheads in general. Sure. Because not all dickheads in sports movies and just in general in life are villains. But that are all villains are all villains dickheads. I probably <laughs> on some level. I will say though, my my wife, my lovely wife, came up with a villain in a sports movie who's not a dickhead. Ken Griffey Jr. in Little Big League. He's not a dickhead, but he is the villain. That's a good one. Yeah, no, I was I, I did some research and he came up in the research. I couldn't bring myself to do it. I'm too big of a Ken Griffey Jr. fan. Um, but yeah, it, the term dickheads is tough, uh, especially when you receive it in an email. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a shout out to you for sending me the, the, the link to this recording, and it just said dickheads on it. Um, <laughs> so you're right. I think when we think of sports movie dickheads, we just kind of gravitate towards who's the bad guy, who's, who's the evil person in this movie. And I'll say most of the people on my list, I, I went with the top five, do end up being evil. However, I do have some honorable mentions. And I, two of the three on my list probably aren't evil. So it, the term dickheads is widespread. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're a horrible person. Like you, I'm sure you have a friend or two here and there who are, you're like, when you're out, you're like, God, he has a couple beers. You're like, man, he's being a dickhead right now. That doesn't yeah. mean he's a horrible person. That just means he's at this moment, he or she is probably just being a jerk. So that, that's really yeah. all it is. What, what qualities? Do we usually see in our dick? Like you look at the list, your list. What do these? What do these characters have in common? What do you? I like with mine. It, a lot of smarminess. Smarminess yeah, is a, a good big one. dickhead category. Uh, I, I have brash. Probably looking at this. Um, some irrational confidence. I think is very oh, yeah. very key. Um, not lack a lot of, of self awareness. Yes, that's a big one. And not a lot of smiling. If, if you yeah. can't crack a smile, you're probably just a dickhead. But if they do smile, it's like that cocky, 
dickish smile. It's yes. not it's not a genuine it's not like you, you see the the smile that, that Jason Sudeikis gives you as Ted Lasso, that earnest I care about you smile or I'm yes. genuinely happy. This isn't a this isn't a smile like that. It's a smile like I'm better than you. Exactly. So uh, those are some good qualities I think we've covered, and I think they're all they're going to cover everyone that we're about to uh, reveal. I actually don't. Also for the people, we don't know each other's lists. We're surprising each other with our lists. Yeah, we're we're doing this blind. So what we're going to do? We're going to run through our top fives. Um, I'm thinking in descending order. Okay. And then uh, our our wonderful big screen sports Patreon group they they contributed quite a few as well. Some characters that at least aren't on my list or my honorable mention. So we're going to be able to. to kind of run through, um, to kind of, you know, to kind of run through those, talk about some, some different, different dickheads. Um, let's, let's get into your honorable mentions. I wrote down quite a few honorable mentions, just people that I want to shout out. Who are you? You said you had like two or three, who are your honorable mention dickheads? I've got three. So, uh, I'll start from top here. I got Jimmy Duggan and league of their own, uh, first half of the movie. I mean, probably the only time that you can consider Tom Hanks a dickhead. Right. And if look, this movie took place in like what it was like around World War Two in if, World War Two. Yeah. yeah. During World War Two. Jimmy Duggan in 2021 talking to women like that canceled immediately. Not Can't even that he's he's gone viral. He's uh, he's 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 just he's a dickhead uh, in in you're right in the first half of the, in the first half of the movie. He does come around in classic Tom Hanks fashion. Right. Like we it's impossible to hate Tom Hanks. The first half of the movie. He pushes that line. Uh, the does. next one I have is Dean Portman uh, from Mighty Ducks 2 and 3. And I'll tell you why. He doesn't seem that great at hockey to me. Uh, he just <laughs> seems like he, want, he he learned how to skate so he could fight people. Also, in, in Ducks 3, kind of a dickhead move. Doesn't join the team at Seton Hall. Uh, joins at the end when I'm sure Bombay paid him off <laughs> to just come to the school. And he shows up for this. He's, like, a, he's what the- a front runner. Front yeah. runners are that's a big time dick move. And he he also didn't show up for the whole game. My guy showed up for the third period. Show up for the whole game. Show up for your fellow ducks. So uh I have some issues with Dean Portman. The last one on my list made the honorable mention because he's actually an athlete, but in an unsports movie. It's Sean White from Friends with Benefits. Uh <laughs> he incredible cameo by Sean White uh in Friends with Benefits. It, uh, it, it's one of those bad movies that I will constantly watch uh, because Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis is just that's an automatic rewatch. Sean White's cameo in it, he exudes so much dickhead energy, uh, just berating Justin Timberlake for absolutely no reason other than that he can see that there's some spark between him and Mila Kunis. He's completely nice to Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake's dad, but just a complete dickhead as himself. As himself, so uh, but great, great role. So those are my uh, those are the three that I had in the honorable mention category. Who 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 on that subject need to need someone to unpack how uh, Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached essentially came out like the same year, like it like it was because that's what it was. Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman, Natalie Portman, and Justin Timberlake and and Strange. So there was just a period of time where Hollywood would do that, right? Like. Like Deep Impact and Armageddon came out the same that's, year. That's a good point. That's so, a very good point. And then these two came out the same year. And I, I guess for a period of time, 
you know, a lot of people thought the world was going to end by a meteor and we're just hooking up with their friends with uh, <laughs> with no repercussions. I don't know. I, there was clearly a lane that they, they did some focus groups and they thought they had figured things out. Um, it's like post Great Recession. You sleep yeah. with your friends, I <laughs> exactly. guess. Exactly. So my honorable mentions, um, Kate Bosworth from Remember the Titans, who oh. dumps her boyfriend. Yeah, because, I mean, racism is a completely dickhead move. Very. Most, I would say all racists are dickheads. That's like a broad generalization yes. that we can do there. Yes. Also, um, she, similar, though, she does come around. Um, she, she does come around. It but takes. She's it like, takes. I'm going to start working on it, which is still like. Yeah, still racist. <laughs> still, still, still racist, still racist. But I'm working on it. Also, <laughs> doesn't come around until the Titans go on a winning streak, until they're damn near the national champions or state champions, and after her ex-boyfriend gets in a tragic car accident, just tragic. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. That's a, that's a dickhead move. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Maguire, he is a dick in the Whoa. first half of that movie. Like, yeah, he has that that whole you know. Uh, you know, that realization and stuff like that. But he's still like Jerry Maguire is still very much like an out for himself kind of dickhead. Wow. You are. And you're, you're ruining one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and but he you're doesn't. Right. So when I when I covered the movie, like that relationship doesn't really work and you don't really believe in it. He kind of just marries her because he feels like he has to, which is a thousand not a percent. Good move. Yeah. Not a good move. Jerry. Yeah. I rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Um, and that, that just, it just felt toxic from the beginning, right? Yeah. He, I mean, he I just, took I can't believe that, that Tom Cruise had a marriage that he felt like it was something that he just needed to do instead of out of love. I just, I can't believe it. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Must've been really tough for him to act out. Yeah. Um, so th this movie, I feel like at this point on this podcast, I'm contractually obligated to mention it every pod. Have you watched, have you seen everybody wants some yet? No. Okay. Talk me I, through this. You're okay. You're you're watching everybody want some this weekend. Okay. Like this is something that's going to happen. So everybody wants some. It's like do you like Days and Confused? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's the spiritual sequel to Days and Confused. Essentially, it's a college baseball team. It's this guy's first weekend in college. It's that weekend okay. in college before school starts and for them before baseball starts. It's a great baseball movie. It's a great college hangout movie. It's got Glenn Powell. It's got Wyatt Russell. And then it's oh, got uh, Justin okay. Street, who is the brother of A's legend Houston Street, uh, is playing on a pitcher named Jay wow. Niles. And he is the gotta fight everyone and take stuff personally dickhead. He's that kind got of dickhead it. in this movie. But it's it's a great... I mean... I need you to watch this so we can talk about it. Okay. No, no. So Hold I, me I'm going to gonna remind you. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to remind you this weekend. And then the last ticket I've got is Kenny Powers, honorable mention. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's also great. It, it's tough, though, with Kenny because he's the protagonist, right? Because but he he's a complete dickhead. Yeah. But you're also rooting for him. So it, it affects the dickheadness scale, if that makes sense. So yeah. I'm with you. That's a, that's a great honorable mention list. I'm looking forward yeah. to your actual list. Yeah, well, okay. So you hit me with your number five. Then we're gonna go in descending order. If it's on both of ours, we'll we'll just jump into jump into that. But what is your number five? Uh, so number five, I'm going White Goodman from, uh, from White Dodge Goodman Ball. is my number four. So okay, perfect. so we're we're not far off. Um, look, it, the the owners of gyms are already. I already have some questions. Uh, but yeah. he 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 just took fat shaming. To the next level um which is ironic because then at the end of the movie he becomes so obese uh yeah comically obese, obese gets fit 
back to being obese right. all so, because of Chuck Norris. Right. So that's the thing, too, is like he was obese. So he should know the journey that, that it takes to, to, get, to get fit. And it's, it's a, there's a whole mentality around it that you got to change the way you eat. It's, it's a lifestyle. And then he just makes everyone feel lesser than to enter his gym, right? Like Globo Gym. It, it already has a dickhead name, right? Uh, he pretty much sexually harasses, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting her name now, it's his actual wife, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was his was. actual, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, Kate Veach. Yes. That's her name. Yeah, and again, dickhead energy. He gets her energy. fired. Yeah, he gets, gets her, her fired. Gets her fired. For, fired for cause, which probably harmed her career significantly. Right. What, what do you, what are you doing here? How do you uh, know where I live? It's called the Freedom of Information Act, Kate. The hippies finally got something right. <laughs> Just kidding, but not really. Hey, I got some great news. Sit down. What is it? You're fired. I'm what? You're fired. I called up the bank and told them that you were stealing and drinking on the job. And they bought it. Can you believe it? They signed some other Johnny Pencil Pusher to my account. Uh, why would you do that? I'm here to begin my courtship with you, Kate. Right, and I, I, he also, why he's a little bit lower on my list, though, is because he's your typical bad guy, right? He he just has no redeeming qualities. Um, and he, he's he's not actually that bad of a human outside of the fat shaming <laughs> and the uh, the general greed. Uh, there's there's people who are insecure. worse. Yeah, just deeply insecure. Yeah. So I, I, I get that. that. That's my number five. I would also like to say Ben Stiller's actual now ex-wife. It's Christine Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor oh, was yeah. the classic actress. Christine Taylor. Um, my number five is Rupert from Ted Lasso. He is the wow. That's great. Worst. Damn, the he's five? absolute worst. Yeah, he, he's he's five. He he. I mean, you could easily make a case for one for him because he yeah. is horrible. He Terrible is, human. Don't want to spoil this show for anyone who has. This is the. I, I think this is the one thing on my list that did not come out over 15 years ago. So I don't want to spoil too many things, but he is horrible to Rebecca, his ex wife. Every, everything he says is like just a little knife, just like poking you in the side of the ribs. It, it's like he's nails on a chalkboard, and he is the way too brash, overconfident dickhead who thinks he is likable. And he leads to, again, I'm not going to give any spoilers. He's probably part of the reason, if not a big reason, of one of the other characters' big downfalls, right? So it's uh, he he passes on that dickhead energy to someone else who, at the beginning, not a dickhead. Very sweet. Very sweet yeah. human being. And yeah. so no, this, that's, that's a, a great that's a big That's a big dickhead quality is infection. The infection. Yes. You make yeah. other people worse. Yeah, because sometimes, sometimes like you, you encounter someone who's like a real piece of shit, and it's just like Teflon; they just bounce off of you. But if you're like that infectious sort of bad person, that's that's a tough beat. You don't, yeah. No one likes hanging with that person, and no one, no one needs to be around that person. Rupert is is just absolutely horrible. He is, I would say, my least favorite character on that show, even not mentioning the person that he has infected uh at least at least helped along uh um, yes. he is he is my least favorite of, in that's, that show that's a great that's a great call that's a great call for this list all right yeah um it's on me now right number four it's on you you're number four number four i'm going bob sugar from jerry Maguire. oh that's a 
good one. Fuck. I, I even I put Jerry Maguire on my list. I know and you I had, you about had Bob Jerry, Sugar. so I was like, shit, he might have he might have sugar on here too. <laughs> Look, man. Uh, from the jump, after the manifesto goes out, or the, the mission statement, I should say, he's already plotting. The wheels are spinning. I'm gonna get this guy out of here. Right? You see, he's the it? ambitious dickhead. Right. Exactly. And he plans out Jerry's firing, brings him to the public restaurant where he can't make a scene. And that's fine. It, it, it was probably told from above, we got to let this guy go. You got to do it. And then he yeah, has... He, he didn't had, make the call for sure. Right. He had the, But he had the audacity to say, how do you think I felt carrying this around all day? You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. Dick, dickhead sentence. And then... Dickhead, a dickhead move to pretend like you are aggrieved about something that you truly don't care about. Right. Cold-blooded. Just absolutely cold-blooded. And then to actively just steal or go after... Not steal. It's, it's all fair game. To actively go after all of Jerry's clients, all of them, not leave this guy with one thing. The guy who you called your mentor, you decided that this mission statement that he spent all night writing, which, again, I'd still love a copy of this mission statement just to read for my own personal uh, you know, growth as a human. It wouldn't surprise me if Cruz like, wrote it. <laughs> Yeah. I, I bet that's actually a thing. I feel like I remember reading something like that. I, I need a copy ASAP. But he he gave Jerry nothing. Not absolutely you know, he at the end of the film with uh, with Rod, when Rod has that great, great game, he said, I'm gonna let you have your moment. Oh now? Now you're gonna let him have his moment? You weren't gonna give him anyone else? You 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 took um you, you took the number one pick in the draft, right? That's fine. That that's all fair game. But like you, you, you took all the tennis players. You took all the B and C level athletes. You couldn't leave Jerry with anything. Take that had, Olympian. Yeah, the Olympian. The fake tears. She's yeah. kind of a dickhead too. With also, fake tears. <laughs> but that I feel like again passing on the dickheadedness, a quality of Bob Sugar, similar yeah. to Rupert. Jay Moore is cooking in that scene. He's that's great. Like that's a big, that's a great dickhead performance. Like he he's really really good in that movie. He's probably I, I mean. I don't have I don't have the Jay Moore IMDb in front of me, but that's that's probably the best Jay Moore has ever been. He's he's elite in that movie. He's he's so good. He's great. I mean, pure pure slime, pure slime. But that that scene where the the back and forth of him and Jerry calling each other's clients, and you can tell like like Bob Sugar's just on the way up. Like he his he's on the ascent. Just, yeah, yeah. His ego is just going through. It's just just a great great performance. Since my number four is already gone. Let's take a quick ad break before I forget. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Okay, and we're back, continuing talking about dickheads. Uh <laughs> Who is who is your number three? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go with my number three. Yeah, mine, go first. I, have, I have a yeah. tie. I have a tie. Not Ooh. not really a tie, but I have I have two people at number three. I have Coach Riley from the Mighty Ducks, and I have Gordon Bombay, who is a dickhead. Whoa. Okay. Um. Think about when we meet him. Okay. He's, he's bragging dickhead, about yeah. he's bragging about all the cases that he's done. He's bragging about hooking up with like a paralegal or the other lawyer or something like that on the case he lost yes. like he's like bragging about sexual conquest to people who don't care number one dickhead move uh he's drunk driving which is not huge cool. dickhead move and because this is a disney movie we we don't get to see it but we have to assume that he had like a small vial of something in that car as well yes like he, he it just with it the just kids right that territory with the kids yeah no, 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 no. Just, just, just when he gets caught drunk driving, you just have to. Assume oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He's, you're he's right. got something in there with him, and then he drives a limo or has a limo drive him on onto the ice. Ice. He stinks. And then Coach Riley. I mean, having children purposely hurt other children is like that's criminal. That 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 potentially goes beyond dickhead. Yeah. Um. So I'll start with Riley. He does come around though. And then you kind of understand the dickheadedness a little bit. Um, I'm so, still out though. It's like it's like unforgivable levels. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm with you on that. The Bombay thing. I, I was going to defend him at first, but I'm going to pile on. Actually, I'm going to agree <laughs> with you. He also, by the way, I'm pretty sure he bangs Charlie's mom. He does bang one of his players' moms. Ne for sure. Never. And then in the second movie, they just don't talk about it. Classic dickhead move. Sleeping with yeah. a single mom and then never calling her again. And then dipping out to go play minor league hockey. Right. Playing minor league hockey. And then you just don't talk about it when you get back. You know you're going to see her son. And and then you start hooking up with the um, the Switzerland coach. Not, not the actual coach, like the equipment lady. I forgot her name. Uh, it's, man, you're right. He is a dickhead. He kind of comes. Bombay is like a grade A sleaze. I feel really then, good about this one. And then he abandons the whole team. In, in 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 the third one, he goes off to like some junior hockey thing, right? Like that's his job or whatever. He, he just abandons them, throws them in this new private school while he's stuck up, you know, rich people and expects him to thrive. Ah, you're right. What a dickhead. I know. I feel good about this. I think I feel even better about this now. Yeah. No, I'm uh, 
I'm getting I'm getting worked up about it. But I'm glad your your number three actually lines up with my number three because I'm also dipping into the Mighty Ducks universe. I'm going Wolf the Dentist Stanson. This guy, yeah, that's massive a ruthless dickhead. dickhead. That's a ruthless, like ice cold, ice in his veins dickhead. And like that's fine. You know, you have the bigger team. You have the more dominant physically team, right? Switzerland um, is or Iceland. I'm sorry, Iceland is just a bigger team than Team USA, right? Like even after they assemble the superstar group of players, Iceland is legit. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with the tactics of like running up the score on Team USA when you have them down. Run that score up, right? This is sports. Stop them if you don't want them to score. I I have an issue when you commit assault in front of like 24 people. He literally takes a hockey stick because he's about to lose this this goalpost game which I'm still trying to understand to this day. Uh like how is that how is that a skill missing the net? Anyway, he then he takes such a big hack at Bombay's knee, which now that we've Establish he Bombay also dickhead might be deserved. Still, maybe kind of earned it. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Just you know, you're uh, everything's coming back full circle. But you still can't commit assault in front of children, right? No, that's like that's Disney nailing it down. Like this guy is bad. He yeah. hurts other people. Yeah, and and this is minutes after he ruined their beach ball, which uncalled for. Just you want to get the beach ball off the ice. I understand that. It's a sacred. Anyone place. who, yeah, anyone who who flattens the beach ball is is a villain in my eyes. No matter right. what the scenario is. Also, you see the struggle with if you watch it back. I watched it recently because I I'm just a Mighty Ducks stand. He kind of struggles with with the actual squishing of it because the hockey gloves are so <laughs> thick. So it's he's not even like an efficient dickhead. He's just a complete dickhead. But um, and and also, Wolf, that's your name. You're named after that, so that that name is opposite ends of the spectrum. You are either the dickiest dickhead or you are so cool, like so yeah. awesome. Or I guess yes. I mean, you've got like Wolf Blitzer on CNN, which is kind of like <laughs> zany. So I guess that can I guess that can go that's, off. Yeah, into that's it. option yeah. C. Yeah. So you're either a huge dickhead, you're the coolest person in the world, or you're just an offshoot weirdo. Yeah, you, you're not normal with a name. There's no like. There are no CPAs named Wolf. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he, that's why he's my he's my number three. Um, yeah. He committed that, that's assault. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good pick. I'm glad. I'm glad our threes lined up there. Roll on into your number two. Well, I'm gonna roll on into number two, um, and I feel good about this one. I'm surprised. He he might be on your list later. I don't know. I'm going Shooter McGavin at number two. Shooter McGavin was my toughest cut. And I also didn't put him on honorable mentions. Cause I knew we would talk about him at some point. Cause I, I will say shout out to the, the patrons, the first patron comment we got, uh, from, um, let, let's see who that was Isaac Pigott. Uh, also shooter McGavin. Yeah. As, as the number one, I mean, just Supreme Supreme dickhead. You have the floor. So, I mean, I get being competitive and you want to win the equivalent of what is the masters, right? Like you want the jacket. Yeah. But the way you go about it, like it's one thing to be braggadocious about it and say like, Oh, I'm going to do it this year. This is my year. Right. Clearly you haven't been doing well when the lights are on shooter. And then now all of a sudden this underdog starts to play really well and you want to squash him. Like there's 50 other guys on the tour 
who might pose a threat to you, but you're you're upset because this guy's drawing crowds, which should benefit you as the probably pound for pound best golfer in this movie and on on that current tour. And then he buys the house, right? He buys I mean grandma's house. Nightmare move. Horrible. Like I remember being a kid watching this in the theater and being just heartbroken. And this might be why, <laughs> because I was I was rooting so much for Happy and, and, and his grandma just get the house back. And then this jackass, this dickhead, I should say, buys the house for like what is nothing to him, right? Money is no, money is no object. Yeah. Absolutely. Buys the house. Go wait in the car, grandma. Hey, what the hell is the matter with you? Well, real estate speculation is a hobby of mine. Right now, you lay another finger on me, I burn the house down and piss on the ashes. What do you want for it, Shooter? You know what I want. You off the tour. Quit. And the house is yours. Does he stop there? Oh, no, he does not. He then puts out a hit on Happy Gilmore. You know how much of a dickhead you have to be to be concerned about winning a golf tournament where you're probably going to make a shit ton of money does it really matter if you win? Probably not. But he puts out a hit on on one of the biggest underdogs in the whole tournament to run him down with a golf cart. Holy crap, dude! Like you need to you need to reel this in. This is wild. A hit. Shooter McGavin is in that that White Goodman space where he is supremely cocky and deeply insecure, and that yes. makes someone make horrible, horrible, horrible decisions. Just, just awful. And, I mean, I also, I'm unsure, like, clearly, you know, they, they paint him out to be the best golfer on the tour. I would have loved to see more of his game. You see, like, two drives, a couple of putts. All right. <laughs> I saw a happy drive, like, 500 yards, like, nine times. Show me more of Shooter's golf game. Does he, can, can he justify being a dickhead at least, just a little bit? Show me something. Show me something, movie. Shooter, Shooter might have been faking it, you're saying. Yeah. Don't forget the uh, the ninth green at nine trick. Uh, oh, yeah. You know who else is a dickhead in that movie, kind of, is uh, Uncle Sam coming for coming for Grandma's house. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, folks, like, my dad's a CPA. I understand. You got to pay your taxes. But yeah. come on. She's old. Can't take her <laughs> house. Old. Yeah. She's old. Like, we got to, you know, that should be a program, like CPAs for seniors. Like, yeah, reach out to our seniors who are, who are struggling with nine years of back taxes. And and that was Happy's argument. She's old. <laughs> She's old. You can't, yeah, can't take her house. Exactly. No. So that, that's uh, that's my number two. Shooter Shooter McGowan. Who's who's on uh, your list at number two? Number two for me is a guy. He's not a villain in the movie. He's oh. he's he's with the good guys, but he's not a good guy. And that's Roger Dorn. Wow. From okay. Major League. Okay. I mean. A rich dickhead, a shit don't stink dickhead. That's not, that's not, I mean, you, you hate to see that. And when we meet him, like, he's lazy, he's entitled, he is arrogant, he is, he just, he's not a good guy. The yeah. whole movie, pretty much, until, until Jake shows up at his house and basically tells him to start, like, to never fucking olay a ball again. um you know he he's not he's not even trying and so like yes we see that he gets it together on the field but as soon as the indians start having success he then starts cheating on his wife like he gets caught cheating on his wife like that's that's not good either like this guy he's a he's a clubhouse cancer like the thing is in, in major league two i love him like he's such a goon and he's really funny he's just a caricature but 
in major league one, like from the moment you see him walking into spring training with his golf clubs and his Chris Evans knives out sweater, he is, (laughs) he is terrible. Like he is just, he is not a good hang at all. Yeah. And I mean, the infidelity thing is a great point. I mean, that's just, that's just a complete dickhead move. And like, yeah, I mean, especially just, he has like a dickhead face. If that makes sense. Like he just looks like a dickhead. So, and then to like again to just cheat on your wife at the, at that point, uh, yeah, completely while you're on camera, yeah, <laughs> exactly, complete complete dickhead. So I'm with you. That's that's a great choice. This is, I like I, I do like the spin that you're putting on. Not all of your list, most of your lists actually, not antagonists. I'm with it. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean the Doran like he was one of the first people I thought of of just like man that dude is just a dick <laughs> like in the first movie he is just like such a jerk yeah the the thing when he brings Lou Brown his contract about having to do unnecessary like workouts or calisthenics yeah. or something when he tells him yeah. he's got to do crunches or push-ups or whatever like th- what a spoiled ass baby yeah Lou I want a word with you here sure those sit-ups you want me to do? I got it right here in my contract. It says I don't have to do any calisthenics. I don't feel unnecessary. So what do you think about that? Yes. I mean, this is this is a great call. I I, I love your list, by the way. Are we we gotta post this somewhere because I I, I want to relive this. Yeah. This <laughs> each, is... each one has been great. This is one of those times where I feel like I need to I need to make a website for the show or I need to do something or at least like like a learn how to do learn how to do any sort of graphic whatsoever. We will. You know what? God damn it. We're going to post these lists. What is your number one? Number one um, is actually kind of piggybacking off of someone in your honorable mention list. I'm going Ray Buds from Remember the Titans, the racist Racist Ray, man. Yes. (laughs) Racist Ray, uh, the racist offensive lineman. Um, Look. That movie is about overcoming racism. And, you know, wh- why was Ray so upset that he could not get over? A- everyone else was able to. Gary was able to. Ryan Gosling's character, who's now his- Alan, was able to. Uh, the re- most of the other white guys on that team who, <laughs> who were not, not named. But Ray couldn't do it. And then he put the whole team at risk, right? Like, he, he decides not to block for Rev on this one play where he he hears the audible. We see him hear the audible, right? Lastic. Yeah. He also puts the blame on Lastic, which is like, he called the audible. It was very, everyone heard it. And don't forget that when he said he didn't hear the audible, he said, swear to God. Yeah. Which like for people on Ray's team, like they use God as an excuse for a lot of things. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. I mean. Exactly. And like, look, it's, it's, I guess it's fine if you're like Kate Bosworth's character where you, you're trying or, or like you, you're still clearly racist, but you, you make the effort, right? And, and she, she did still, still, um, still a dickhead. But this guy just, he, the winning never did anything for him. You know how they say winning cures everything in sports? Apparently it doesn't cure racism. Doesn't, uh, doesn't it, for Ray. And it pro- I guess it, you know, to Ray's defense or to Ray's point, also in real life sports, Probably doesn't cure everything either. Probably doesn't cure. Uh, so, but man, like 
again, he almost cost the team that whole, like we didn't know Sunshine was ready to play QB, but all this like Rev, he knew the playbook, like the back of his hand. And then we got to throw Sunshine in there who could still couldn't make the pitch. Still have questions about that, by the way. Like all of a sudden he just figured out the pitch, whatever. It's um, Ray Buds is a piece. He's more than a dickhead. He's a piece of shit. You can bl- you can blame I mean, that out if you want, but huge geez. piece of shit. I mean, because in a movie full of racists, he yes. is the person who gets called Ray the racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I will say this: the actor actually turns the corner later in his career uh, when he becomes Nathan Scott's basketball coach in One Tree Hill. So I will say the guy who played Ray Buds, uh, his his name is escaping me right now. Uh, as a human, probably uh, he's a probably a pleasant human being. I'm um, I'm glad he get I'm glad the the actor get over it. man got to be a, a tough because I mean so a lot of these guys on this team you know grew up pretty like Bertier you know grew up pretty racist and yeah. stuff like that a lot of a lot of misgivings but a lot of these guys you know the team has come together they're able you know they might not have quashed all those feelings but they're you know they're moving on with their lives they're understanding that that some of their past actions were wrong Ray clearly learns no lessons so he's just. He is, you got hate in your heart, let it out for pretty much the rest of his life. So, I mean, th- this was probably a tough last decade for him. Like Colin Kaepernick probably drove him fucking yes. bonkers. Yes. Uh, he was probably at the Capitol on January 6th. Climbing oh, those a thousand fences. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, you got, you got to think the next, the next 40 years for Ray were not something probably like he's in like the Oath Keepers or one of those things. Yeah. Uh, probably, probably a tough look for Ray. And also... He didn't even defend himself when Gary called him out or when Gary kicks him off the team. He, he basically he says, he like, you're going to, yeah. He's like, you, what, are you going to kick me out for these guys? It's like, yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, oh, my God. It, it's it's one of the more, I, I love Remember the Titans. Every time I see Ray, my, my blood boils. And I can't wait. I'm just counting down the minutes until he's going to get kicked off the team. And it, it's, it's always, always satisfying. Always says he's awful, absolutely awful. It's a very good number one. Can't argue with that number one. Yeah. All right. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who tops my number list? one? My number one is is it's a golf movie. Okay. It's a golfer, the consummate dick for me. Just such a dickhead. It's David Sims from Tin Cup. I I felt you were going Tin Cup once you said it was a golf it is, movie. He is the the scene like he's he's smarmy the whole movie he's got that that smarminess but after he cards his 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 round his first round in the u.s open and the grandparents come up to him as he's just let, he just lit a cig the grandparents come up to him for an autograph for their grandkid and he just hits him with the do i come up to you on your job like that <laughs> thing well he's got his like his marlboro light in his hand and his golf club like i mean as like gross a move as possible and like the thing the thing about david sims the thing that i think that almost none of these other characters have he has the self-awareness he understands that he's a piece of shit like and he kind of reviles in that and i think that's what makes him number one for me that's that's a that's a great call also don johnson just he just has that look right don johnson's a legend the thing Uh, about don johnson though is like Don Johnson can go, he's good both ways. Yes. Like he can be very good. dick or he can be coolest guy in the world. Like I would ride with that guy. But like he's the the plantation owner in Django. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's in Miami Vice. And he looks Miami awesome. Vice. Like yeah. he's the cool like man, I I ride with Don Johnson. I ride with Dakota Johnson. 
I'm, I'm I as just well big on that gene pool. Yes, I, I as well big big Dakota Johnson fan. But no, this is a it's a great call because I guess his in, in, in comparing him to Shooter, right? Like he dumb. Sorry, David Sims is just a more believable dickhead. Like mm-hmm. he's not over the top with it, right? Shooter's over the top all the time. Shooter also thinks he's in the right. Right. David Sims really doesn't care. Like he's a dick and he's like, oh, he knows like it. his his yeah. girlfriend goes to you know, goes over to McAvoy and he's like, whatever. <laughs> like he's he's got some he's got some new girl, he picks some new girl up on the eighteenth grade in the US Open. Like he's just like, I'm an asshole. We're riding this thing out. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great call by you. This is a this you is a great call. Kind of a great dick, though? Roy McAvoy is also a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Like especially early in the movie, like he's not, he's not the best dude. He's not great, not great. Um, he's, I mean, he's Costner. We love Costner, but he, he's not the best. Like he's probably like he's probably rubbed some people really wrong in a bar before. He's probably said some really obnoxious things to people. He's probably said some some blunt beer induced things that he he may or may not regret. But like. He, he's not perfect. That's kind of a, a lot of dicks in that movie. I think what we're finding here is uh, common ground is like, if you play golf, high percentage you're a dickhead. Also, I mean, ha- happy happy's spot on with the thing about like like the pants with the fat ass or whatever. Like yeah. Happy Gilmore understands what, what was going on in golf. Yeah, Happy Gilmore also potentially dickhead, but a lovable one, right? Like he's yeah. a hockey player who turned golfer. So... You that one is like when, it, love when it's it. that's that's your dickhead. Like yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you you just have to reel in his dickhead tendencies when you go out, right? Or he'll smash yeah. a beer bottle and then try to fight you with it. So you just exactly. gotta avoid that guy. I want to get into some of the some of the uh the stuff the patrons sent us. Oh please, yeah, let's a, do it. Have a lot of good points, a lot of people to talk about. So Nick Merriam, her brooks in the first half of Miracle. Said he cut okay. players with no explanation, ran conditioning drills after games, and ignored his family. The ends justify the <laughs> means, but that doesn't mean that Herb was a good guy. Got a point. That's that's the great point. When you read them all out loud as to why these people are dickheads, <laughs> it's it's pretty like you can't you can't argue with it, right? If I if I was like, well, you know, when you don't spend time with your family, it's because you're working. You just sound like a dickhead, so I'm not going to do it. You know? Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. I love, uh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, not a player's coach, that guy. No, 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 not at all. So Mike D, my guy Mike D, he's got two for us. He said Mark from Field of Dreams, who is the brother, Annie's brother. He said, just acts like a dickhead the entire movie. I mean, what kind of asshole forecloses on his sister's farm and grabs his niece, causing her to fall and choke? Grade A dickhead. Listen, <laughs> can't justify the the grabbing the, grabbing the niece and the choke. I, I, I can't. No. I will say I did write a piece kind of looking at it from his perspective, not the niece thing. That's a tough, that's a tough look. He can't, can't really come back from that, but like he couldn't see what was going on. All he saw was his hippie brother-in-law had, you know, bowled over a bunch of corn. Their farm was going down. He was trying to give him a good deal from his perspective. Maybe it wasn't a good deal, but like, listen, if your hippie brother-in-law, like and your sister who spent the sixties out in Berkeley were in Iowa and they'd, plowed over their farm and stuff like that and built a baseball field and were saying that ghost players and shoeless Joe Jackson were out there, you'd have some questions too. <laughs> you'd, 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 sure. you'd wonder if, if, if things were, were on the up and up with these folks. 
Yeah, no, but the niece thing is just really tough. That is a tough blow mm. to your character because yeah. once you do that, you become that guy, right? You yeah. become the oh, guy yeah. who made your niece choke right when you grabbed her. So that gets brought up at every family gathering. Yes, and someone drinks a little bit, and it, and anytime Mark's saying something, it's like, yeah, well, you almost fucking killed your niece, Mark. So you exactly. can just shut up. But yeah, that's exactly that happens every time. Every that's time, a, yeah. Uh, Mike D has he has one more. He has George, who is Chelsea Ross's character from Hoosiers. The guy, if you, if you remember, he's he tries to undermine Coach Dale the whole movie, leads the vote to get him removed as coach. Chelsea Ross actually plays a good dickhead in a couple of sports movies. He's also uh, he's also Eddie Harris in Major League, a guy covered in Crisco and snot. Oh yeah. Uh, he makes Dan Devine look like a, a dickhead in Rudy when he won't let Rudy dress out or put him in the game until players take matters into their own hands. That is true. He has. He has multiple dickhead sports movie performances. <laughs> he got but, typecast, clearly. When they yeah, were thinking, he, who's a dickhead? It was this guy. He drinks uh, drinks Joe Boo's rum in Major League as well and then catches a bat to the back of the dome. <laughs> all, it all, it's karma catches up to you, no matter yeah. <laughs> when you're a dickhead in all these movies. Yeah. My guy, Ryan Yeager, he commented a lot. Some of these we've talked about. He said, so many, not my official ranking, but off the top of my head. So David Sims, we've talked about. Shooter McGavin, yep. we've talked about. Yep. Uh, some, some really good ones. So he's got some bad dads in here, like a murderous row of bad dads. Uh, Charles Billingsley from Friday Night Lights. Yep. That's uh, a good one. Taping, abusive, taping the, taping the football to your kid's hand. Uh, Roy <laughs> Turner from the Bad News Bears, also abusive, knocking your yep. son down on the mound in a fucking Little yep. League game. And then this is the one that I forgot about. And this is like, I'm so pissed at Disney for doing this to us. Roger's dad from Angels in the Outfield, Dermot Mulroney. Never forget that there is a scene in a Disney movie where a dad signs over the rights to a child in front of that child. It is horrific yeah that is it, it's it was scarring as a child right when you watch that because you're like wait wait is this how this works at any and he's point he's got his shitty goatee and yeah. his leather jacket and he's like oh you know sorry kid like man you are a fucking scum lord yeah I, and again what in front of the kid come on at least pull this to the side you know what I mean? And like, that's, that's the thing. It. Like he did not need Roger did not need to be there. That is, that is tough. Uh, he's also got Bud Kilmer from varsity blues who, I mean, another great, that's a, good. Abusive dickhead. Yeah. Abuse, abuse, a common, a common trait amongst yeah, Rachel Phelps from major league. The, uh, somewhat like Rebecca and Ted Lasso, same kind of some similar motivations, but yep. obviously we, we stand, we stand Rebecca. Now we stand. Yeah, we stand. Um, Chris Mykoski, he, he had a number one, one that I had forgotten about. Have you seen million dollar baby? Yeah. 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 The mom, the mo million dollar oh, baby, Maggie's good. mom who goes to Disneyland while his, her daughter's in the hospital. And they, she is <laughs> awful. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that is, that probably should have made our list. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, there's, there's a lot of these, a lot of like, a lot of really good points of like these people, man, a lot of characters in sports movies, just pieces of shit. Uh, he's got, um, he's got Leo BB in Ford versus Ferrari. Mm. Oh, okay. Who's well, just like current. cocky. Yeah. Arrogant dickhead. Probably the newest dickhead on this list. Yeah. Um, coach red and the water boy. So Chris had coach red, Ryan Yeager had coach red and my guy, Aaron Figaro also has coach red stealing Mr. Klein's notebook, coach Klein's notebook, uh, fires Bobby. He just, just generally just a Southern dickhead. Different, yeah. different kind of dickhead there. 
Yeah, that, I think that. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that. And then, and then Chris also has Coach Kevin O'Shea in Little Giants. Fun fact for listeners of this podcast, might be an episode very soon. By very soon, I mean maybe next week. Oh, look at that. Look at that tease. That's yeah. uh, that's how you uh, that's how you do podcasting right there, people. That's a good that's a yeah. good one. I like this. This this list is incredible. La- a lot of lot of delivering. great a lot of great contributions. Uh my guy Kevin Frost, same thing. He had uh he had Coach Kilmer again from Varsity Blues, but he made a great do you know are you familiar with Rush Probst from Two Days? No. Who is this? So Two Days is the MT- MTV show. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna send you I'm gonna send you a link. Rush Probst is that's a story. All, all you folks, and I, I also want to say that Rush Probst, I believe, recently was very sick from COVID-19. Uh, I hope he's doing well. That being said, he's a major dickhead. He is essentially Coach Kilmer. Oh, life. got it. I, I, it. I just Googled him. He looks like him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, d- dude. There's multiple, like, he has multiple downfalls. He's he's worth a good Wikipedia. Like, that guy, that guy has, like, had a downfall, come all the way back, had another downfall. It's, it's really, really incredible stuff. Uh, Kevin Frost also had Dan Devine from Rudy, uh, also sure. mentioned by yep. our guy Mike D. And that makes sense for Kevin uh, because he is a Notre Dame guy. And then um, the last one that has not been mentioned yet, Aaron Figueroa, he said Jack Parkman from Major League Two. Aside from the slick Oakleys and shimmy, the guy called his teammates out in the media. That's a no-no. I do love the Parkman shimmy, <laughs> yeah. though. The Parkman shimmy and the home run and then the the light jog where he just holds his bat and then he hands it off to the bat boy. That's like, that's king that's good. dickhead shit. Yeah. I wish someone would do that in real baseball, like right mm-hmm. now. <laughs> uh, but you, no, you can't call it your team. That's a dickhead move. No, Completely that's, dickhead move. That, that never, that never, ever, ever works. But um, yeah, a lot of, I mean, and I felt like, I felt like you and I, we could have expanded our list to 10 or 15 easily. Yeah, as even as we were talking, there was some that came in my head. I was like, "Oh, why not at least put this person in the honorable mention?" Ricky Bobby should have probably been uh, Ricky on the Bobby's list. dad. Ricky Bobby's dad also. Ricky uh, Bobby's dad, head. huge. Also his huge dickhead. His ex-wife, Carly Bobby. Oh, Carly Bobby. Yeah, the Carly worst. Bobby is such a dick. Yeah, we didn't didn't really get into it with many female dickheads, but lot there's there's plenty of female dickheads in sports movies. Yeah, she'd be up there. Um, but no, this was, I think. We we gotta like put a list, this whole list together, like our mine, yours, the Patreon list. This is this is a great list of people to just keep an eye out for when you're watching these movies, <laughs> and uh, and you might just look at people differently. You might watch these movies differently. I don't know. I, I know I am. <laughs> Not and like I is, can't. You might have ruined Mighty Ducks for me, to be honest. Like yeah, Bombay I mean, is just a piece this of is also a situation that we'll post this up, and there will be a bunch of replies of like, "Yo, you forgot about this person and this person and yeah. this person." Like everyone's everyone's got a you know a favorite uh, a favorite dickhead. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, just so many. You know who's a female dickhead? Cameron Diaz in Any Given Sunday. Her character, yeah, that's a good one. Stinks. Yeah, she's the worst. That's a good Man. one. Well. Let's uh let's wrap this before before we go down go <laughs> yeah, down just... a yeah and if if any listener wants to uh wants to run through this episode and count how many times we said the word dickhead I would I would love to know 
But uh, Ben, as always, this is great. Appreciate you helping me out. I needed needed to talk about this this week, and, and you came through for me. Always a pleasure to have you back on the show. Tell the folks again where they can follow you. Check out what you're doing at Vover. No, again, thanks for having me on. It would have been a dickhead move for me to say no. <laughs> but uh, no, you can follow me on Twitter, at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K. Follow us on Vover, at Vover Audio, across all socials. Uh, you know, and, and, and tap into all our shows where uh, you get your podcasts. We got, you know, Debate DC, Scuffle Show, One and Done, amongst uh, a bunch of other things. So, but do that after you listen to uh, to Big Screen Sports here. Uh, Kyle, thank, dude, thanks for having me on. This is honestly, it's it's always fun. I've never not had a good time on this show. So keep having me back. This is, uh, this is too much fun. Of course, man. You are always welcome back. Uh, if you Folks, if you enjoyed this episode, please remember, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, rate, and leave a review. Episodes come out every Monday. I'm not entirely sure what next Monday's is going to be, but the first place you can find that out is the Big Screen Sports Patreon group at patreon.com slash bigscreensports. And if you're a baseball fan, go check out my interview series from Phenom to the Farm that is presented by Baseball America. comes at you every other Tuesday. Tomorrow on that show, I have an interview with Randall Thompson, who's a former pitcher in the Blue Jays organization and founded the company Dugout Mugs. If you're unfamiliar, they are the ones who have turned barrels of baseball bats into mugs. They are fucking sweet. You should buy one. Go listen to that show. Listen to this show. We'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening.